always. And in today's show, it is finally time. It is the 2022 NFL season that's getting underway tonight. The night of the day that this podcast drops, which is Thursday. I hope you're listening to this before week one occurs because this is the week one fantasy football preview. Year three of the podcast. Year three of the in-season episodes of the podcast. Episode 155. Two shows a week starting next week. And so much to discuss for fantasy football because the NFL is finally, finally back I'm so excited to be able to watch games on Sunday, watched a ton of college football last weekend, also broadcasted a game on Twitter spaces. You can find those at Calvin underscore SGF. I'll probably do another this weekend, probably Texas and Alabama. That's going to be a ton of fun. And yeah, but on Sunday, it's the NFL. It is time to watch some NFL football and root on fantasy teams once again. Usually I'm actually pretty conservative with like the amount of leagues I play in. Like I don't play in as many as like some of the like crazy people out there who like do fantasy content, who play in like dozens and dozens. I don't think that makes you better at fantasy by playing in dozens and dozens. I think it just makes you worse in each individual league if you can't focus your attention. But I may be a hypocrite because I am playing in nine leagues this year. And that's a lot. Nine leagues is a lot for me. And I don't think, again, like I said, like playing in 30 something leagues is not helpful for fantasy analysis because it takes up too much time and it's not helpful for the success of the individual team because you don't have enough time to use on each individual one. And yeah, I mean, it's better to focus individual attention on just a few. I think nine might be pushing it, but I will be able to focus a decent bit of attention on each of them while still still doing all this. It's not 30. That's for sure. But yeah, nine leagues to follow. That's a lot, a lot of setting lineups Going to let you guys know how that goes throughout the year. I'm sure there's going to be lots of stories and all that. But today, big questions, starter sit, booms and busts, the good old segments that we all know from last year and the year prior. I'll have segment drops for those like I've always had. And lots to discuss. And so basically how the format's going to work, though, for next for the week's coming up. So this is the week one preview, obviously. Next week on Tuesday, you get week two, week one reactions plus week two waiver wire. Next Thursday, you get week two big questions, starter symptoms, and busts. Then the next week, it's week two reactions plus week three waiver wire. Then I'll do week three trade talk, big questions, starter symptoms, and busts. Trade talk will probably be on there. I'll do buy lows and sell highs for trading because trading likes to happen in fantasy leagues. And I'll let you know who you should target and who you should give away. So those are pretty much everything we do. And yeah, you can always send in fantasy questions for the show. At Calvin underscore SGF on Twitter, at SGF pod for the podcast. It's time, and you know it's time when we're hitting drops for segments because that's what we do in season. It's time for big questions. So three big questions for this week, as they're pretty much always are going to be. What is going on with the Packers' receiving room? That's the big question for week one. Against the Vikings, they're playing them at 425 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. We're going to see the Packers pretty battered in terms of receivers because obviously Devontae Adams is now long gone. We all know that already. We've been talking about that all offseason. But for the guys still there, Alan Lazard is uncertain for week one. Robert Tunyon coming back from his torn ACL may not play in week one. There's Sammy Watkins. There's Randall Cobb. Christian Watson, he might not play. I mean, I think he actually might have just gotten cleared to be fully healthy. I think he should play week one. 
Romeo Dubs? Like, who is who do you want in the Packers receiving room is the question. I, it's hard to say. I think, obviously, for guys like Lazard and Tunyon, you're following them. Tunyon is a risky start for week one, and I am starting him in the league. So, I mean, I get it. It's fair if you went late on tight end. Only play him, I would say, though, if it's he, he starts and there's no, like, can report about a snap count. And even then, it's kind of a risky play. He's still coming off of that big injury. For Lazard, I think he's a little more playable just because he's so clearly the top wide receiver in this offense. If he plays, you probably can start him. Guys like Sammy Watkins, I just don't trust. He's too inconsistent. I would, if anything, like any other guys I would trust, like maybe Christian Watson, if you want to take a shot on that. But that's a really big risk week one, probably for deeper leagues. The one other guy we'll say is Randall Cobb, who I think is interesting because he has the connection with Rodgers from last year. Actually had a couple decent games near the end of the season. And against the Vikings, I think he'll be able to maybe put up a solid game. So that's that's more if Lazard and Tunyon both sit, though. And then you can look at Randall Cobb. How's Denver's offense going to look in week one? They're playing Seattle, I believe, on Monday night football. We're going to see a lot of Russell Wilson, but he's playing his former team this time, which is going to be crazy. That's going to be a fun game to watch right out of the gate in week one. I think Russ is going to look pretty good. I think now that he's fully healthy, he's going to come back. The Broncos are going to come out and probably win this game, dominate in the running game. Seattle's not a very good team, in my opinion, this year. And we'll see, I think, a big game from Cortland Sutton, maybe a decent game from Jerry Judy. We could see some Albert O involved. Maybe he'll have a solid game as well. On the Seahawks side, obviously, they're led by Geno Smith. I think it's just going to be the story for week one is going to be the story for the season. Probably some inconsistency on the sides of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Maybe one of them gets a touchdown or puts up a decent game. But they're going to be hard to trust, but maybe with a little bit of upside. And at least Smith, I think, is a better alternative than Drew Locke would be. What deep sleepers could have a fluke week one breakout? So I put these guys like I'm I'm not calling like they will have a fluke week one breakout. But every year there's kind of like those guys in week one who are just good in week one and then fall off the rest of the way. And so it's kind of fun to like maybe think of who that would be ahead of time. I, I'm not saying starting these guys. These are long shots. But like I said, Randall Cobb, I think he could. Like there's a situation I can imagine in which Randall Cobb is like the waiver wire pickup of the week next week. Isaiah McKenzie. I think this Bills Rams Thursday night matchup is going to be a big shootout. And outside of Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, the Bills don't have that many. I mean, they have Dawson Knox as a reliable pass catcher, but it feels like an Isaiah McKenzie blow up game. It feels like a game where the Bills are just going to use everybody. Josh Allen probably throws for like 350 yards and Isaiah McKenzie picks up 100 yards and like a touchdown or something like that. And then the last one for me is Ashton Doolin, because in week one for the Colts, they're playing Houston. And I'll talk about Matt Ryan later on this episode. And I think Michael Pittman's going to dominate too. But as for someone who could come out of nowhere, he's had some flashes in the past, in years past. Maybe we'll see him just have a weirdly good game with an upgrade at quarterback to Matt Ryan, who will just throw for a ton of yards, I believe. And those have to go to somebody. And I while they may be more likely to go to Paris Campbell or Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell has just had a, such a chance to break out throughout his entire career and never has. And Alec Pierce is still raw and still a rookie in his first game of the season. So obviously, like either of those guys could go crazy too, but it feels weirdly like an Ashton Doolin week one game. People are going to pick him up and overreact, and that's probably not going to be warranted next week if that happens. So those are some guys I think like might have fluke week one breakouts you know, deep sleepers, DFS dart throws, I guess, if you need them. Thought that'd be interesting. I wonder if we'll get any of these right. They're very long, very, very long shots, though. Very much uh, long shots. Let's move on to starter sit. 
three guys for starters sit. The first is Clyde Edwards-Alaire playing the Cardinals. And I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like I, I've noticed during starter sit, there's these guys that kind of tend to repeat on there every week or a lot of weeks because they're always like, do you start, do you sit? You never really know. But I think for me, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be a sit against the Cardinals. I see that because I feel like it's going to be a bit of a shootout. I know Kyler Murray is not going to be as productive without DeAndre Hopkins, but the Chiefs are going to come out throwing, and I think Kyler Murray will try to respond and have a pretty good opening game nonetheless. So it's a game, though, where the Chiefs, I feel like they're going to go away from the run, kind of just forget about Clyde Edwards-Alaire after the first drive, and just because they're going to be able to pick the Cardinals apart enough in passing, they won't really need much of him. He's a sit for me. A.J. Green versus Kansas City. Let's talk about the same game. Or actually skipped over one guy, but I'll do him after this. AJ Green versus Kansas City, I think, is actually a start because Kyler, once like I said, he's without DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Green is his top receiver right now. Like AJ Green, there's Zach Ertz, there's like Rondale Moore, because Christian Kirk's gone for the offseason too. He will step in and he was very productive as like a wide receiver three last year in stretches. I think he's gonna just be a guy out of necessity and he can still play a little bit. Where to where like against Kansas City, they're going to need a throw. They're going to be behind a ton. Probably could put up a close to a hundred yard game or something like that. I think he's a start. Damian Pierce versus the Colts. This is one that's on so many fantasy managers' minds because he's clearly the starter here. It looks like, but he's playing a tough defense against the Colts. Kind of tough, but I still think he's a start because there is almost no talent in this offense outside of Brandon Cooks, and I think Davis Mills may end up. I mean, I don't think he's going to keep them in the game. But I think they're going to have enough movement on offense with him that Damian Pierce will have some opportunities, maybe vulture a touchdown and probably get like 10, 15, 18 touches or something like that in week one. He seems worth a start to me. And I think he's like more likely to be efficient than maybe a guy like CEH who we've kind of seen and know and been there, done that with him. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on those guys for this week. Move to booms and busts before we wrap up the show. I said I'd talk about Matt Ryan later on the show, and I am. He's my first boom against Houston. I think, like, Matt Ryan's not projected for very much on ESPN right now, like 15.8 in four-point passing touchdown leagues. That seems so low. He has an incredibly good matchup, and he he loves to push the ball downfield and throw the ball. And I think in this new system with a massively upgraded offensive line and playmakers all around him, he's just going to go nuts against Houston. I think Matt Ryan is it's pretty safe to eat, call him like a top eight quarterback this week. And he has top five potential. I think you should absolutely stream him and slot him in your lineup for week one if he's still on the waiver wire or if you have him as your backup. He is absolutely like maybe the best, probably the best streaming option this week at quarterback in week one. Antonio Gibson versus Jacksonville. I like this because Ron Rivera has indicated now that they're going to keep giving Gibson the ball with Brian Robinson, obviously out for the next few weeks because of the tragedy that occurred there where he got shot. He's going to be out probably like five or so weeks to start the season at least, but Gibson is facing a bad defense against Jacksonville. I think the commanders, obviously we know Wentz choke artist against Jacksonville last year. I think this is going to be, they're going to be pretty safely up for most of this game. And we can still see Gibson beat up on bad defenses and score a couple touchdowns. He's good enough to do that. He could have a mega game. I also like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon versus the Vikings because the Packers are going to be so starved for weapons. We're going to need to see a lot of both. And I think Aaron Rodgers holds them afloat just enough as well to where they're going to be up in this game for some of it. They're going to be passing a lot to Jones and Dillon. There's going to be a lot of rushing touchdowns, just not many options at the goal line for Rodgers, which is rare. 
I mean, I maybe he'll call his own number a little bit less and give it to his RBs. I think they both have good games. Both have top 24 games. Maybe Aaron Jones with an RB1 game. A.J. Dillon with like a top 15 game. Something like that against the Vikings. Bus, there's only one. And this is a guy I actually like for the rest of the season. I just don't like Zeke against Tampa Bay. I do think Zeke being recovered from his knee injury is going to be fine this year. And, I mean, he's actually going to be very good and get a lot of carries. But against the Bucks this week, I don't like it. Because I see this ending poorly and the Bucks getting up early and Dak just needing to throw the ball and not playing well enough. And it after last year, it was very, very easy. I think it's going to be very, very easy for the Cowboys to kind of slip into that groove and forget about Zeke and kind of just go away from him in the game plan and forget the entire game that he's there. And maybe he'll like I they're going to be too far behind. Obviously, Zeke could still be somewhat effective, but that's kind of been the thing for the Cowboys is that when they get behind Zeke, isn't really that involved or they kind of don't really ride with him. Don't give him multiple carries on the same drive. Don't let him get into a groove and don't get up in the ball game. Cause he's one where if you're winning, he's great. If you're losing and the coach doesn't stick with you, maybe not so much. I think the Cowboys are going to get pretty blown up by the bucks in week one. And so Zeke is kind of a bust this week, but it might give you an opportunity to buy him low. Cause I still think he might be a solid RB two next year. So that wraps up the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope these picks helped you out. Send questions at Calvin underscore SGF on Twitter. Maybe running a fantasy pregame show before week one on Sunday, or at least having a starter sit thread. And yeah, I'm there for starter sit questions. Absolutely. So hit me up. Let me know what your team is looking like and who you want to start or sit, what you're wondering if I didn't answer your question on the show, because obviously we don't have time to talk about every player. Then we just have a like three hour show every week, but I'm always available for questions. So let me know your question. Absolutely. hundred percent free, no cost, no ads on the podcast, nothing, all free, all for fun, all to help you win your league. So I hope you stick around for the rest of the season. It's going to be two shows a week. I've been finding that the quick shows get far more engagement and downloads and it seems like therefore generally positive reception than like the longer dragging on ones. So what I'm going to do is have those two shows a week and give you those quick hitting updates to where you can go in, go out and still be prepared and feel fully prepared for your week. I'm not going to be slacking by any means in terms of preparation for you guys. So two shows a week like that and probably 15, 20 minutes in length each. You'll get plenty of content and it's going to be great. So hit me up with questions. I'm so excited for the season. I'll be watching football all Sunday. I'm booked. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to be right there with you enjoying these fantasy matchups and enjoying these games. And surely someone that I didn't mention is going to go crazy in week one, just absolutely crazy in terms of fantasy points. Like I think we're, I don't know, maybe we'll see an incredible like Cam Sims or Jalen Tolbert kind of game or like who else could it be? I don't know. Like some wide, some random, random, random wide receiver that just takes over and goes nuts, something like that. And it's going to be fun. And there's going to be the week one overreactions and who's sucking and who's not and buy low and sell high and everybody overreacts. And it's hard not to. And I'm sure I'm going to, too. But I'm going to try to keep that in check next week, because the biggest thing is week one's great, but it's one week and you don't want to overreact. And don't let that throw all your analysis out the window, although it can be hard. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the Thursday night football game. Enjoy a Sunday packed with football. I'm going to see you guys next week and throughout the rest of the season. I'll see you next time.